It is a showtime. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Oh, hell yeah! 20 questions. 105 possible points. I have an answer to your question. General knowledge categories like literature, music, sports, history, TV, geography, and many more. All in a pub trivia game format. I'm paying thousands of dollars for education. Apparently, I don't need to. I have a question for you. Are you ready to pass the bar? Hell yeah, I'm ready. This is a heavy B production. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We host this game we're about to play four nights a week in front of live pub drinking audiences, and uh, we bring it to you at your fingertips on the World Wide Web or social media whenever we can to get you ready for your next pub trivia night or get you through the work day, your commute, whatever. We just want to make it available for you. We know how important trivia is, Jason, to some people, don't we? Yeah, trivia is a lifestyle, yeah, really. It is, it's you're a right. lifestyle. And we want to make it available to you for your listening enjoyment. My name is Edge. Uh, I'm not as smart as I pretend to be, but Jason... I am going to rock your socks tonight, brother. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Joining me today is our measuring stick, Jason Young. Say hello to everybody, Jason. <laughs> hello to everybody, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> what is the bar exam? People often ask me that. Well, it's a pub trivia game <laughs> consisting of 20 questions divided into two halves, and each half is then divided into three parts. Three parts. Uh, each, I should say, each part contains three questions. Before a three-question part begins, I read out three categories and then ask a question pertaining to one of those categories. And normally I would play a song, but since we like to keep this game moving along, what we normally do is just play this sound effect right here. It's about 12 seconds long. So you have that amount of time to submit your answer. If that's too quick, oftentimes it is too quick for Jason, but we don't give him this luxury. Oh, you can pause the podcast if you want to. No big deal. Um, but the game really is that simple. Submit an answer before the end of the song or the sound effect. The rub of the game is this, though, Jason. Each player gets a value 6, 3, or 1 uh, to begin each three-question part. You must wager each of those values once per part. So you can score 10 points per part. We only give points for the right answers, no penalty for guessing. Once you wager a value right or wrong, this is the real key, though, you cannot wager it again for that part. So if you wager six on the very first question of each part, right or wrong, you can't wager six again until you get into that brand new fresh park. I'm telling you, it'll make a lot more sense as the game goes on. It always does. If you're totally lost, check out our website, heavybtrivia1.com. You can also check out our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bar exam PT pod. We've got all the scoring info there. We also have the actual score sheets that we use in our live games. And that should help visualize it a little more, I think, Jason, don't you? Some people have to see it in order for their socks to be rocked. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? I burnt through it, you know, and I don't always say it correctly. So it's written there for you in black and white. You can go check that out. If you don't want to keep score, though. Just answer the question. Yeah. If you want to create your own scoring system, then, then to heck with mine. Who cares? Just have fun with it. Uh, Jason is here, though, if you're trying to compete. So if you're trying to compete, i got to give you a few simple answers here. This is norm- or a few simple rules. This is normally a team game. Talk out your answers with your team. Just don't scream out answers. If you shout out answers right or wrong, um, it could ruin this game. So don't do it habitually. Once you hand in your answer to your host or sc- scorekeeper, your answer is final. You can't have it back. And finally, this is a brain game, Jason. No cell phones are to be used. If you're looking up answers on your cell phone internet, As I say all the time, first of all, you're a loser. Second of all, you're cheating everybody at a bar trivia game. If you're willing to soil your reputation over that, have at it. 
Are you going to soil your reputation tonight, Jason? No, probably my, not my reputation, but I'm making no promises <laughs> over anything else. If you are caught cheating, just know you should be disqualified by your host. And like I said, if you're not caught cheating, just know you're a liar. And as I always say, Jason, go home, look yourself in the mirror. And say, soil hey, yourself. man, and soil yourself. <laughs> and then say, I'm just not as smart as I think I am. Right. That's really what you need to do. Once again, my name is Edge. I will be your host this evening. All the decisions I make are final. Jason. Are you ready to go? Let's go. All right, here we go. First three categories, uh, or part one categories, I should say, in tonight's game of pub trivia are government and the law, Boy. music, food, and beverage. Once again, government and the law, music, food, and beverage. Here is your government and the law category question. First question in tonight's game, who comes after the vice president in presidential secession? Once again, who comes after the vice president in presidential secession? Good luck, everybody. I'm not as positive as I wagered right there. That's, I'm a little nervous <laughs> at this point. That's a good answer. That's a good okay. answer right there. Who comes after the vice president in presidential secession? Our first question of the game was a government in the law category question. Jason, why don't you show everybody what you wrote there? Uh, well, I hope you can see it. I wrote Speaker of the House for and, six points. And that is correct. So he just gained six points right there. He can only now wager a three or a one for the next two questions. His six points is burnt. And had he wrote something ridiculous like Speaker, uh, I mean, or uh, what, Majority Leader of, of the Senate or whatever it may have been, he would have been out he couldn't wager that six points again. Wouldn't have lost any points, just couldn't wager that six until the next part. All right, part number two, or uh, question number two. Part number one, which rapper's debut album came out in 2008 and was titled Mail on Sunday? Once again, which rapper's debut album came out in 2008 and was titled Mail on Sunday? I actually interviewed this guy when I was a radio DJ many, many years ago. It wasn't that nice to me either. I'm going to tell you that. Kind of a jerk. Oh, well, now I feel better about my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this guy... All right. Which rapper's debut album came out in 2008 was titled Mail on Sunday. Jason had a good guess with Kanye West, but you're only right if you wrote Flow Rida. Oh. The Apple Bottom Jeans, Low Song, yeah, one of my yeah. favorites. Was on that album right there. All right, food and beverage category question. I know everybody eats it. There's one right across the street from us right now. Although I prefer to stay at the pub. In which decade? Uh, in which decade? I should say. Let me start that one over. Wow. In which decade did the first Taco Bell franchise open up? Once again, in which decade did the first Taco Bell franchise open up? Good luck, everybody. Is there no qualifier here. I have to know this. I, I have mean, to know my decade. Taco Bell knowledge. It's a oh, decade. decade. You can be within, be within 10 years. Sorry, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> you had me at Taco Bell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in which decade did the first Taco Bell franchise open? It opened in 1962. Yeah, the 1960s in Irvine, California. Glenn Bell, I think, was the guy's name, too. Don't ask me. I don't eat Taco Bell. Don't ask me why I know all this about it. But That sounds very... Oh, that may just be hearsay. That may just, like, pop into my head, too. I have no idea. But anyhow, it was the 1960s for Taco Bell. That is a fact. All right. Part two categories. Keeping the, mo uh, keeping the game going right along here. We have movies, television, and vocabulary. Everybody's favorite <laughs> category at yeah, the bar. Thank God vocabulary. we got vocab. Yeah. Movies, TV, and vocabulary. <laughs> 
Here is your movies category question. First question to part number two. What movie features the iconic line? Now, what we've got here is a failure to communicate. Once again, what movie features the iconic line? Now, what we've got here is a failure to communicate. Good luck, everybody. Um, nope. Good movie, man. Old one, though. I apologize. What movie features the iconic line, Now what we've got here is a failure to communicate. That was said by the warden in the film Cool Hand Luke. Paul Newman classic. Jason. This is also a Paul Newman movie. Is it? <laughs> yeah. The Sting? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it might be. I don't know. Well, again, Paul Newman's a little before our time, I think. I really appreciate your attempt at a southern accent there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tell you what, my Scarface accent from the last game was not very good either. I'll just stick to announcing. That's what I'm going to try and do here. All right, TV category question. Second question to part number two. Gary Shandling portrays a neurotic talk show host on this HBO series that ran from 1992 to 1998. Once again, Gary Shandling portrays a neurotic talk show host on this HBO series that ran from 1992 to 1998. Good luck, everybody. Man, we are hurting this guy's it's, pride it's really next bad. to me right now. It's bad. Uh, the TV category question, Gary Shandling portrays a neurotic talk show host on this HBO series that ran from 1992 to 1998. I think it was on HBO also. Correct response is the Larry Sanders show. Have you ever even heard of that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was a popular show during that time period for sure. All Can't right. say I'm a big Gary Shandling fan. Well, he passed away recently, like maybe within the last like two or three years, and yeah. I know there was a bunch of tributes. That's, that's when I learned... As it often is, that's when I learned most about that person, <laughs> once it was too late. All right, vocabulary is the final question of part number two. This is a tough one, man. What's the two-word term for the action of the president failing to sign a bill within 10 days of it being presented to him? Yeah. Once again, what's the two-word term for the action of the president failing to sign a bill within 10 days of it being presented to him? Good luck. What is the two-word term for the action of the president failing to sign a bill within 10 days of it being presented to him? You were only right if you wrote the old pocket oh, veto. Oh, yes! That's it, man. Pocket veto. Boy. You got it. Uh, what a save that was right there. Get your six. That he, was my six. He was going down the tubes quick there, folks. He likes to brag when he gets a perfect part. That would have been an imperfect part right yes, there. Would. All right. Um... Part three categories. Here we go. Sports, arts and entertainment, and board games. Sports, arts and entertainment, and board games. Here is your sports category question. Which of the five New York City boroughs do the New York Mets play home games? Once again, in which of the five New York City boroughs do the New York Mets play home baseball games? Good luck, everybody.
You were only right if you wrote Shea Stadium, of course. That's where they uh, play their games. It's located in Queens. Oh, man. Right outside of Flushing Meadows, which uh, in our live trivia game, we asked the other night, where was the location of the U.S. Open? It might You might hear that one in one of these trivia games, so uh, put that one in your, in your brain there. In which of the five New York City boroughs do New York Mets play home games? We just said a moment ago, Queens is the correct response. Here's your arts and entertainment category question. This is the second question to part number three. In the X-Men franchise, which character can heal their own injuries? Once again, in the X-Men franchise, which character can heal their own injuries? Good luck, everybody. X-Men franchise, which character can heal their own injuries? It was an arts and entertainment category question. The second of part number three, you were only right if you wrote Wolverine. See, now I'm on a roll. Now you're on a roll. See if you can get the perfect part. He may be able to. Which, this is a random board games question, by the way. That's what you got to love about this game. The, the questions vary in difficulty, and they are random as all hell, I'm telling you. Uh, which United States capital, which United States capital's name would be worth the most points in a game of Scrabble if you only counted the last letter in the name of the city? Once again, which United States capital's name would be worth the most points in a game of Scrabble if you only counted the last letter of the city's name? Good luck, everybody. There you Not go. your head. I'll tell you what, if you if you know how if you can say the capitals real quick, I know there's a song out there about them. Yep. Well, not the. I don't know a capital song. I know just the states. Just the state yeah. song. Okay. Uh, it was a random board games category question to round out part number three. Which United States capital's name would be worth the most points in a game of Scrabble if you only counted the last letter in the name of the city? You were only right if you wrote Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona. And how much is the X worth in Scramble in Scrabble? Maybe if you're playing with your own scoring system, you could give a little bonus point here for this one. What is it? Do you know? I uh, 44. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure X and J are eight-point values, I'm pretty sure, in the game of Scrabble. But again, I, you know, things just come in this head that I think I know, and I have no idea exactly. where they come from. So, All right, it's now time for your halftime question. Halftime works a little differently. You don't need to wager on this question. This question has five correct answers, and you're going to get two points for each answer you get correct. So you can score a maximum of ten points during this halftime question. Normally, when we were playing at the pub during uh, live games, we'd give you two songs for this one, but instead... We're going to take a two-minute commercial break, give you a couple minutes to answer this question since it is more involved. Here we go. Halftime question for two points each. Which five species of animals are considered the big five for game hunters in South Africa? And again, we're going to provide the link below here so you know where we're getting this information. Which five species of animals are considered the big five for game hunters in South Africa? Don't look at the link. Don't look it up until you answer the question, though. Okay, does that make sense? I don't even have a link. <laughs> there, you're right. He doesn't get one. Two points for each answer you get correct. You can score 10. We will give you your answer right after this. Thanks for listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Good luck. Did you hear a mistake or wrong answer to a question? Let us know about it. Email the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast staff at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. 
Halftime Question is brought to you by Heavy Bee Productions. Specializing in event planning, interactive bar games, trivia leagues, video and audio production, and MC services for corporate events, weddings, and private events. Excelling in leisure since 2012. Heavy Bee Productions. More information at heavybeetrivia1.com. Contact the Bar Exam Pub Trivia staff 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, with comments, concerns, and suggestions. Let us know if we made a mistake or submit a question. Contact the Bar Exam Pub Trivia staff at baregzamptpod at gmail.com or contact us on social media on Twitter at baregzamptpod and Instagram and Facebook baregzamptpodcast. You can get official score sheets and game rules by also logging onto the website heavybeetrivia1.com. You have about 60 seconds remaining to answer this question. 60 seconds. Good luck. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Here's this week's top team names from the Bar Exam Live on Location games. At number 10, the Nation of Quizlong. At number 9, in dog beers, we've only had one. At number 8, strippers only shave above the knee. At number 7, sofa, king, smart. At number 6, tasteful side boob. At number 5, sacks and racks. At number 4, Haywood. Jablomi. me. At number three, roll us up and smoke us when we die. Number two, bed, bath, and your mom. And the number one team name from this week's live on location bar exam games. Rattlesnakes and condoms. Two things I don't mess with. Submit your top team names right now at the bar exam ptpod at gmail.com. The bar exam pub trivia podcast continues next. You're playing the bar exam pub trivia podcast. Here's your host, Edge. Welcome back to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Getting ready for your second half of Pub Trivia. But first, got to go back to the first half. Give you your halftime question. Uh, we asked before we went to break, which five species of animals are considered the big five for game hunters in South Africa? Here's how your answer slip should have looked. Elephants are on this list. Rhinos are on this list. Buffalo is on this list. Buffaloes, water buffaloes, I guess. Uh, okay. Uh, lions are on this list. And leopards are on this list, rounding out the top five. So for each one of those you got correct, add two points to your score. Uh, and this would also be the time if you're playing at the office or if you're playing with a group of people, now you would stop the game and read out your standings so you know where everybody stands. Currently in our game, Jason, a pretty respectable 22 points. 28 he, now. 28 points. I got okay. three of those okay. correct. Okay, got three yeah. of the five there. So 28 decent scores. we get into the second half. In the second half now, we up the ante. You can now wager seven, five, or three based on your confidence in your answer. And uh, you can score 15 points per part instead again. So once uh, instead of 10. So once again, we are wagering uh, seven, five, or three, scoring 15 instead of 10. Here we go with your part four categories. They are movies, sports, geography once again movies sports and geography here's your movies category question first question of the second half what was dorothy's last name in the movie the wizard of oz once again what was dorothy's last name in the movie the wizard of oz good luck everybody You just asked this to the guy who runs a theater company, you know? <laughs> I guess I've thrown you a couple softballs uh, well, the yeah. last couple games we've been playing. What was Dorothy's last name in the movie The Wizard of Oz? One of the classics. You were only right if you wrote Gale. Dorothy Gale. And, and I guess we should have mentioned this earlier. Spelling never counts in the game, or else many of us wouldn't score anything. But uh, Gale is actually spelled G-A-L-E. In yeah. that case, yeah, not G-A-I-L. So right. Just throwing that out there, a little tidbit of information. I like to provide you these little nuggets 
every once in a while, Jason. Sure, because you know? in case if they're ever in a situation where spelling counts. That's true. Then they know. That's true. All right, sports category question. Second question of part number four. In 1997, the Denver Broncos defeated which team to claim their first Super Bowl championship? Once again, in 1997, the Denver Broncos defeated which team to claim their first Super Bowl championship? Good luck, everybody. I don't know if this is right. I just know they lost a lot of Super Bowls. They did. The Bills. The Buffalo Bills. This is That's not the answer. Oh, He's man. got Bills written down. <laughs> but Bills stands for, boy, I love losing Super Bowls, by the way. Um, what, a, what another nugget for yeah, you there. Yeah. In 1997, the Denver Broncos defeated which team to claim their first Super Bowl championship? This was Elway's first Super Bowl championship. Beat Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers. Mm. So the Packers would have been the correct response there. And finally, we will finish out part number four with a geography category question. In what state would you find the Bonneville Salt Flats International Speedway? Once again, in which state would you find the Bonneville Salt Flats International Speedway? Good luck, everybody. Oh, geez. Uh, In what state would you find the Bonneville Salt Flats International Speedway? You were only right if you wrote Utah. Oh, man. So uh, The Great Salt Lake. Man, doesn't that just make sense now? Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's not easy, though, when you only have 12 12 seconds. Had you had a minute, you may have been able to get that one. That sick beat in my ear. That's it. That's it, man. It's sick. I know it. I made it. All right, here's your on on GarageBand live loops. That's how I did it. All right, music, <laughs> TV, and history are your part five categories. Music, TV, and history. Here's your music category question. I don't know if you're a classic rock guy or not. Not. Long train coming. Jesus is just all right. And China Grove are songs written and recorded by which classic rock band? Once again, Long Train Coming. Jesus is just all right. And China Grove are songs written and recorded by which classic rock band? Good luck, everybody. Uh, this is not right. I feel like I should know China Grove, and I don't. I play these songs quite a bit during our live trivia games because I'm a big fan of these guys. Long Train Coming, Jesus is Just All Right, and China Grove. It was the first question of part number five, a music category question. Songs written and recorded by which classic rock band? You were only right if you wrote The Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers. So that is uh, three in a row that Jason has missed. See if we can get you back on the right track here, partner. What TV show? This is a TV category question. Second okay. part number five. What TV show that ran for eight seasons on HBO featured characters such as Vincent Chase and Ari Gold? Once again, what TV show that ran for eight seasons on HBO featured characters such as Vincent Chase and Ari Gold? Good luck, everybody. By the way, we are live at the pub right now. Uh, we do have a green screen behind us, but if you are hearing dishes rattle and... Uh, and I don't think I can't hear it all that well in my uh, in my headphones. But if you're hearing that, we are live at the pub at the pub here. 
we don't have a whole lot enough space at my house to really do this, so we have to come somewhere where we have enough space. Or enough beer, really. Or enough beer. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. Uh, what TV show that ran for eight seasons on HBO featured characters such as Vincent Chase and Ari Gold? You were only right if you wrote Entourage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see. That's not not the right. Sopranos. It's four in a row. Entourage. All right, man. We got to get you. You ask a lot of HBO questions, and I've never. That's just tonight, man. I'm that's too just, poor for HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're too young for this one, too, I think. But oh, we'll, well see. It's a history question. A history category question. In which decade was the voting age lowered to 18 years of age? Once again, in which decade was the voting age lowered? to 18 years of age. Good luck, everybody. Oh, this is a killer, man. This is why Jason is hesitant to come on with me sometimes because, again, it's it's much easier on this side of the microphone. Sure. It's also much easier with, like, a group of people. That's true, too. Know? That is absolutely true. Um... In which decade was the voting age lowered to 18 years of age? That happened in March of 1971. So the 1970s Wow, would have been the correct response. I missed all three in that block. Oh, boy. And he's one for six in the second half, folks. <laughs> uh, if you're competing against Jason, well, anything can happen in this final question, though. We still got three more to go before we get to the final. Here are your part six categories. Literature, arts and entertainment, business and advertising. Once again, literature, arts and entertainment, business and advertising. Here is your literature category question. First question of part number six. In the classic American novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Eliza's famous flight across the ice pack take place, takes place, I should say, on what famous river? Or what well-known river? In the classic American novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Eliza's famous flight across the ice pack takes place on what well-known river. Good luck, everybody. I mean... We do have a, we do have a theater one coming up for it's you next. It's not the Shenandoah. In our entertainment. <laughs> Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> Shenandoah River. The Potomac? I don't know. All right. Uh, you got a guess, even? Yeah, mi- yeah. here's my guess for three. Mississippi. In the, in the classic... American novel Uncle Tom's Cabin, Eliza's famous flight across the ice pack takes place on which well-known river? You were only right if you wrote the Ohio. The Ohio River. All right, Jay. Let's see if we can get you one here. This is your category now. Arts and entertainment. Thank you. Which of these three plays debuted on Broadway first? Phantom of the Opera, Cats, or Miss Saigon? Once again, which of these three plays debuted on Broadway first? Phantom of the Opera, Cats, or Miss Saigon? Good luck, everybody. Oh, why not? All right, arts and entertainment. Which of these three plays debuted first on Broadway? Phantom of the Opera happened in 1988. Miss Saigon was 1991. Cats was 1982. Cats is the correct response. And the streak continues for Jason. This is this next one, though, dude, it's like an either or. So I, I really think you got a chance on this. I feel like you're just patronizing me at this point <laughs> since I've missed five and six in a row. On which stock exchange... 
would you find Twitter? Once again, on which stock exchange would you find Twitter? And you can find us on Twitter at Bar Exam PT Pod also. Good luck, everybody. embarrassed to tell you i don't know the two stock exchanges well i would think you uh, there's more than two internationally but the two big ones here in america of course nasdaq and the new york stock exchange oh and twitter is on the new york stock exchange so everybody he's back (laughs) congratulations he got one there at the end so what is your score right now, Jason? If 40. You don't mind. Okay, he's got 40 points right now. And uh, it's now time for our final question of the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. And it works a little bit like Jeopardy. You now have to wager a value zero between zero and 20 points. Uh, the way it works like Jeopardy, whatever you wager, if you get it right, this final question, I'm going to add to your final score. If you get it wrong, I'm going to take away from your final score. So there's certainly strategy involved. If you were playing with a group of people right now or against a group of people, you would at this moment want to pause the podcast and let everybody know where you stand. So uh, you have a little bit more strategy involved in the wagering here at the end. Of course, we just heard Jason had 40 points, so we can just go ahead and get into our final question right now. Here we go. According to PBS... There's only been one year since 1922 when no climber was lost or killed on Mount Everest attempting to summit. Within six years. Oh, boy. In what year did this milestone occur? Once again, according to PBS, there has been only one year since 1922 when no climber was lost or killed on Mount Everest attempting to summit. Within six years... In what year did this milestone occur? At the pub, we give you two songs to answer this question since a little more involved on the Pub Trivia Podcast. We give you two minutes. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Pub Trivia Podcast. Get your question on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast by emailing baregzamptpod at gmail.com. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Hey, it's Ed from the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors and let you know where you can play pub trivia live on location. Mondays, I'm in Buckcannon for Bar Bingo Night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Straight up bingo, but we play for gift cards. Five games, in fact, throughout the night. Five gift cards to give away. Check it out, Bar Bingo on Mondays in Buckhand. We call the first ball at 6.30. Tuesday, catch me hosting live from the Rickside Bar and Grill in Bridgeport. Showtime at 7.30. And right now, we're running the bonus bingo promotion exclusively at the Brickside. So log on to heavybtrivia1.com for info on that. Top three teams for pub trivia get gift cards each night. Brickside, Lodgeville Road in Bridgeport. You can also on Tuesday catch Haas calling questions at the Ramblin' Route in Fairmont. Showtime starts at 7 o'clock. The Ramblin' Route located right there on Fairmont Avenue in downtown. Prizes for the top three teams there. Wednesdays, catch Haas again as he makes the trip to Buckcannon for pub trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's an early game. Starts at 6.30. Buffalo Wild Wings in Buckcannon. You can see it right from Route 33. Prizes for the top three teams in Buckcannon. Magic's Bar and Grill also hosts a game on Wednesday night with your host with the most, Rob. Magic's located on Middletown Road there in Whitehall, a newly smoke-free facility also, which is really cool. Game starts at 7 o'clock there. Check out Magic's on Wednesday night. Prizes for the top three teams. Thursday, we give the bar exam in Fairmont at the Derby, probably my favorite place in the world. Really, I'm telling you. Greg is your host on Thursdays. The Derby, located on Virginia Avenue, right next to East West Stadium. Smaller joints, so get there early, get yourself a seat. Prizes for the top two teams at the Derby. Game starts at 7 o'clock. 
And then I'm back at it on Thursdays also, live from Meager's Irish Pub in Bridgeport, Benton Court at the new Charles Point Plaza. Top three teams get paid, including a $40 gift card for first place. Great selection of beer, too, at Meager's. Check us out Thursday for the bar exam. Gets underway at 7.30. Email us at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. Thanks for playing the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Welcome back. My name is Edge alongside Jason Young. We are into our final question of the evening right now. According to PBS, there's only been one year since 1922 when no climber was lost or killed on Mount Everest attempting to summit within six years. And what year did this milestone occur? It happened back in 1977. 71 through 83 <laughs> would have been correct the responses. Bottom. So, final question taken consideration. Now you add up your scores, you compare them with other people, and you find out who won and lost the game. Jason only bet 10 on that final question, though. So he's going to finish uh, tonight's game with 50 points if you were competing against Jason. Any final thoughts on that game there, Jay? Really, uh, really a, a roller coaster. It actually, it was an all downhill until that final question, for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a, I haven't had a butt whooping like that in, a, in, a, <laughs> in several, several years. You certainly rocked my socks. There you that's go. What you, I promised. That's it. what you promised. I promised it. Um, Consider the socks rocked. Fifty points, though, by yourself, man. Not a bad score. When you have five or six, seven people helping you out, it's usually a little bit higher. Sometimes, though, keep in mind, you can always get too many cooks in the kitchen yep. in this game also. Got a question for us that you want us to use on the Pub Trivia Podcast? Email us at baregzamptpod at gmail or reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, baregzamptpod. Coming up right across the bottom of your screen right now. You can also listen to another episode on those aforementioned platforms. For Jason Young, my name is Edge. Thanks so much for listening, Jay. Until next time, a glass is good, a lass is good, a pipe to smoke in cold weather. The world is good. People are good. We should all try to make each other better. Cheers, partner. Thanks for listening, guys. This is a Heavy Bee production.